Section 20 of The Science History of the Universe, Volume 4. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Avaii in May 2018. The Science History of the Universe, Volume 4. Edited by Francis Rold Wheeler. Chemistry chapter fifteen atomic weights and periodic law part two for more than twenty years little was added to the work of Döbereiner, and no new ideas were advanced this was in part due to imperfections in the determinations of the atomic weights and ignorance as to whether they should be written as had been done by berzelius or many of them doubled as was done by gerhardt Further, the whole question of atomic weights was in much doubt, and numerical speculations concerning them would have had little significance during this period. The first to continue the consideration of such triads was Dumas, who in 1851 called attention to the triads of Döbereiner and suggested that in a series of bodies, providing the extremes are known, the intermediate bodies might be discovered and stated that a suspicion arose as to the possibility of the intermediate body being composed of the extremes of the series and thus processes of transmutation might be hoped for the next year p kremers pointed out the existence of certain regularly ascending series among the elements and in eighteen fifty eight he followed up the old idea of triads arranging the elements in the form of conjugated triads thus lithium equals seven natrium equals twenty three potassium equals thirty nine magnesium equals twenty four zinc equals forty cadmium equals one hundred and twelve calcium equals forty strontium equals eighty seven point five barium equals one hundred thirty seven in these triads we have the following proportions lithium to natrium to potassium as seven to twenty three to thirty nine as lithium to magnesium to calcium such close agreement was not found in every case however and in 1863, Kremers gave up the doctrine of triads. In 1853, J. H. Gladstone announced that he found the numerical relations between the elements to be of three varieties, namely, 1. The atomic weights of analogous elements are the same. 2. The atomic weights of analogous elements are in multiple proportions. 3. The atomic weights of analogous elements may differ by certain regular increments. He considered the doctrine of triads as partly a natural law. The following year J. P. Cook published a study of these numerical relations. He stated that the triads broke up natural groups of elements, a fatal blow to the doctrine, and classified the elements into six series in each of which the number whose multiples form the differences is different and may be said to characterize the series in the first it is nine in the second eight 
in the third six in the fourth five in the fifth four and in the last three the elements were further arranged in series according to the strength of their electronegative properties or in other words as their affinities for oxygen chlorine sulphur etc increased while those for hydrogen decrease as we descend cook laid stress on the fact that his grouping demonstrated that the elements may be classified in a few series similar to the homologous series of organic chemistry in eighteen fifty one john mercer carried out this comparison with the organic radicals more fully basing his work partly on that of max von pettenkofer who while engaged on the subject of the regularities in the atomic weights made the following comparison one the equivalents of the inorganic elements which form natural groups show among themselves such constant differences as the equivalence of organic compound radicals which belong to natural groups two the simple inorganic elements can therefore be regarded from the standpoint of the compound organic radicals pettenkofer also criticized the doctrine of triads Lenzen and Odling were about the last chemists to attempt to develop the doctrine of the triads. The former gave twenty triads, grouping the elements according to their chemical and physical characteristics, but this classification was unsatisfactory, and he suggested a division in dyads, the third member forming a binding member, for example, the triads potassium, natrium, and lithium became dyad, potassium, natrium, and binding member lithium the consideration of the numerical regularities of the atomic weights from the point of view of the homologous organic series of which the ideas of pettenkofer form a good illustration was also taken up by dumas who later published his view of double parallelism he made this comparison nitrogen equals fourteen phosphorus equals thirty one arsenic equals seventy five antimony equals one hundred twenty two fluorine equals nineteen chlorine equals thirty five point five bromide equals eighty iodine equals one hundred twenty seven on adding one hundred and eight to the number for nitrogen we obtain that for antimony and on adding it to fluorine we get iodine and so the addition of sixty-one gives us respectively arsenic and bromide these facts teach the propriety he says of arranging the metals in series that shall show a double parallelism for such a classification brings to view the various analogies existing between these elements none of these considerations materially advanced the subjects of triads from the state in which it had been left by Döbereiner. But, to quote from Freund's study of chemical composition, when stress had once been laid on the approximate constancy of the differences in the atomic weights of elements forming a group, the ever-dominant desire for simplicity in numerical relations asserts itself. This led to unjustifiable attempts to alter the experimental values in order to make them agree with preconceived ideas. 
we know how variable and arbitrary were the criteria prior to eighteen sixty used in the determination of equivalent and atomic weights in general but in the special cases of groups of elements there was more uniformity hence the numbers obtained were comparable and since the above considerations concerning classification applied only to groups of elements it was possible to bring out within this compass a relation between atomic weight and properties the extension to the case of elements in general soon followed this was done in a set of short papers published from eighteen sixty three onward by newlands the forerunner of lothar meyer and mendeleev the work of newlands followed immediately upon that of de Chancourtois who was the first to devise a symmetrical arrangement of the elements in his theory of the telluric screw his first paper eighteen sixty three considered some numerical relations between the atomic weights to quote from venable's periodic law these relations were in part along the lines of the old triads thus zinc was pointed out as the mean between magnesium and cadmium copper between cobalt and zinc in the group of the alkalies one of lithium and one of potassium made two of sodium one of lithium and two of potassium made one of rubidium etc similar relations were observed for other groups he also endeavoured to show a certain kind of symmetry when the lowest member of a group was subtracted from the next higher member and when the lowest member of a triad was deducted from the highest in a paper published in eighteen sixty four newlands furnished a table containing the elements arranged in the order of their atomic weights in a side column the differences between these weights were given each being deducted from the one next higher in the scale the next year newlands announced his law of octaves which he deduced from his arrangement of the elements he said in part that if the elements are arranged in the order of their equivalents with a few slight transpositions as in the accompanying table it will be observed that elements belonging to the same group usually appear on the same horizontal line it will also be seen that the numbers of analogous elements generally differ either by seven or by some multiple of seven in other words members of the same group stand to each other in the same relation as the extremities of one or more octaves in music the same year he gave as an explanation of the existence of triads the fact that in conformity with the law of octaves elements belonging to the same group generally have numbers differing by seven or by some multiple of seven that is to say if we begin with the lowest member of a group calling it one the succeeding members will have the numbers eight fifteen twenty two twenty nine etc respectively but eight is the mean between one and fifteen fifteen is the mean between eight and twenty two etc and therefore as an arithmetical result of the law of octaves the number of an element is often the exact mean of those of two others belonging to the same group and consequently its equivalent also approximates to the mean of their equivalents two years before the presentation of newland's paper before the london chemical society containing the law of octaves lothar meyer 
published the first edition of his Die modernen Theorien der Chemie, in which he gave a table of the elements arranged horizontally, according to their atomic weights, so that analogous elements stood under one another, and the change of valence, along with that of atomic weight, could be easily observed. This was Meyer's first attempt, and his table exhibited less evidence of periodicity than that of Newland's, but it caused Meyer to give the question of the relationship of the atomic weights more serious consideration, and his mind continued working on the atomic relationship. His first table had been in the following form. On leaving Eberswald in 1868, he left with his successor the following elaborate table according to Seubert. The following year, Dmitri Mendeleev, 1834-1907, a Russian chemist, published his first paper embracing the important principles of the periodic law. He states that he was led to the consideration of the question in this way. When I undertook to write a textbook entitled The Foundations of Chemistry, I had to decide for some one system, lest in the classification of the elements I should have allowed myself to be guided by accidental, and so to speak, instinctive reasons, rather than by an accurate and definite principles. Mendeleev then showed that the principles hitherto used in classification had not been of a quantitative nature, and he laid stress on the superiority of a system which is based on numerical relations, and therefore leaves no scope for arbitrary interpretation. Consideration of the numerical data available in the case of the elements led him to the rejection of the optical, electrical, and magnetic properties, because these vary with the conditions, and of the vapor density, because this is not known for many elements, and is different for the allotropic modifications. He next emphasized the unalterability of the atomic weight, stating that, For this reason I have tried to take as basis for my system of classification the value of the atomic weight. Beginning with the one of smallest atomic weight, I arranged the elements according to the magnitude of their atomic weights, when it became evident that there exists a kind of periodicity in the properties of the simple substances. Hence, in the system of classification, the atomic weight of an element determines the place to be assigned to it, and all the comparative investigations that I have made lead me to the conclusion that the magnitude of its atomic weight determines the character of an element in the same measure as the molecular weight determines the properties and many of the reactions of a compound. I designate by the name of periodic law the mutual relations between the properties of the elements and their atomic weights, relations which are applicable to all the elements and which are of the nature of a periodic function. Mendeleev's first table was very imperfect, and the scheme of arrangement he followed was not entirely according to the size of the atomic weights. It was according to this arrangement. He made use of other arrangements also, but the tables which he gave in 1871 contained a plan resorted to in its final and perfected form. One of these tables gave the horizontal and the other the vertical method of arrangement. These follow. 
these tables contain the periodic law as it is known to us they have not been very materially altered though they have been corrected in minor points the work since has been mainly one of elaboration and as venable observes the credit for the expansion and filling out of the periodic law its extension to the other properties of the elements and the bringing of the various compounds of these elements into consideration also has been almost entirely due to the skill and knowledge of mendeleev in eighteen seventy meyer offered a full table representing the nature of the elements as a function of their atomic weights which was so similar to mendeleev's that many accused him of plagiarism but his claims to the authorship of the periodic law are based on his eighteen sixty four and eighteen sixty eight tables and his eighteen seventy system appears to have been an expansion of his earlier tables it is generally considered that mendeleev and meyer worked out the periodic law independently the periodic law soon attracted merited attention but for several years its importance was not generally recognized and it was not until the discovery of some new chemical elements thereby fulfilling certain predictions of mendeleev that it became accepted mendeleev had obtained the atomic weights of elements not fully investigated by taking the mean of the weights of what he termed the atom analogues for instance the atom analogues of selenium were arsenic and bromine on the one hand sulphur and tellurium on the other its atomic weight should be seventy five plus eighty plus thirty two plus one hundred twenty five divided by four equal to seventy eight he also had applied the periodic law to the determination of the properties of unknown elements this was accomplished by estimating the physical and chemical character from those of the atom analogues since he had established that all properties were functions of atomic weight he described the properties of three undiscovered elements and the following values he predicted will show why the periodic law was finally gladly accepted Eka aluminium suggested by mendeleev atomic weight sixty eight specific weight six point zero atomic volume eleven point five gallium discovered in eighteen seventy five by lecoq de boisbaudron atomic weight sixty nine point nine specific weight five point nine six atomic volume eleven point seven eka boron suggested by mendeleev atomic weight forty four oxide eka boron two o three specific weight three point five sulphate eka boron two so four three double sulphate not isomorphous with alum scandium discovered in eighteen seventy nine by nielsen atomic weight forty three point ninety seven oxide scandium two o three specific weight three point eight six four sulphate scandium two so four three double sulphate three calium two so four scandium two so four three crystallizes in fine columns the other eka silicon 
ES equals 72, was discovered by Winkler in 1886. It is now called geranium, GE equals 72. At the present time all chemists recognize the dependence of the properties of the elements upon the atomic weights, and the periodic law has become the central idea in the classification and study of the elements and their compounds. This law is the greatest discovery in chemistry since the announcement of Dalton's atomic theory, and has been much more rapidly accepted. It promises to lead up to results of the utmost importance. The close and mystifying relationship existing between the chemical elements which was revealed by the periodic law naturally has attracted the minds of scientists to thoughts similar to the conception of one primordial matter, as expressed by the Ionian philosophers, and later by Bacon, Descartes, and Boyle. To quote Freund, Within the last two decades experimental evidence, physical and chemical, has been accumulating in support of these speculations, and the last few years' contributions have been such as to make the complexity of the atoms as much of an established fact as that of the molecular and atomic structure of the masses of matter that we perceive. Moreover, the empirical results which, taken in their entirety, can almost be said to have proved this point, have also supplied evidence which justifies the course hitherto followed by chemists in assigning to the atoms a very special place in the scale of the complexity of different kinds of matter. It seems that the diversity of matter begins only with the atom, that while the component parts of a molecule A are not the same as those of another kind of molecule B or C or D, etc., the constituents of an atom M are identical with those of any other different atom P or Q or R, etc., that all atoms are compounded of the same one kind of primordial matter. The most important papers which have been published on the unity of matter and on the composite character of the elements are those of Sir William Crookes, Anton Gronwald, Gustav Wendt, Henry Wilde, Edward Moisel, W. Pryor, C. T. Blanchard, and Sir Norman Lockyer. Of these speculations and views, the most important is the hypothesis of Crookes. According to him, the chemical elements have resulted by gradual condensation from a primary material which he terms protyle. He arrived at this view in 1886 from observations on the phosphorescent spectra of the yttrium earths. When he advanced this hypothesis, provisionally, Crookes had to assume the complexity of the elementary atoms, but since then, experimental and theoretical knowledge on this point has become more definite, as is shown by J. J. Thomson's investigations on the structure of the atom. Thomson started from the hypothesis that the atom is an aggregation of a number of simpler systems, and that these are formed by corpuscles associated with equal charges of positive electricity. He then traced the analogies between atomic structures and atomic properties, and furnished an explanation for the empirical relations between atomic weight and atomic properties embodied in the periodic law. As Freund remarks, 
in a section of the community usually referred to as the general public there seems to be an impression that the recognition of the divisibility of the atom has dealt a death-blow to that atomic theory which was founded by dalton just a hundred years ago no misconception could be more complete while nothing has had to be given up nothing to be modified there has been deepening of the foundations extension of scope correlation with other sciences except that some of the anticipations expressed have since been realized the situation today is what it was when kekule stated that while from a philosophical standpoint he did not believe in the actual existence of atoms yet as a chemist he regarded the assumption of atoms not only as advisable but as absolutely necessary in chemistry end of section twenty